Yeah! I don't know why I did that. But Boy! That's a, new, that's a new entrance. This is the Young Ambiguous Podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing? It's Justin. And Gerald. What's up? How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm actually kind of tired today. I'm not going to lie. Me too. We we did... I woke up early. At least I woke up earlier than I would on a Friday. Uh, I woke up pretty normal. <laughs> but I'm still tired. Yeah, but you also like your like my job starts at four. Your job starts like early, eight thirty, eight to five, working it. Yeah, I mean, so like I can wake up whenever I want, really. That's like, true. I mean, I can't wake up at, like three o'clock. Then it's gonna be a rough, rough, rough day. Yeah, but if you sleep till three o'clock, like you feel great. No, dude. <laughs> You've never done that. I don't okay. do that. Oh, just me. Well, today we're gonna be talking about something. Um, that relates to an episode we did a couple of weeks ago um, called Jesus Jams. If you haven't listened to it, go yeah, give it a listen. Funny. I like it. Uh, that's one of my, I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite episode. I mean, we only have like three episodes. Yeah. Four or five episodes. But shout out to my wife. She couple. came up with that title. Jesus so, Jams? Yeah. That's all all on her. So. She Oh, yeah, yeah, because we're talking about it. And she's like, it reminds me of the Chance the Rapper song. Yeah. Juke Jams. So there we go. That's where the title came from. Jesus Juke. Um. We we love input, so if you guys have input, please do hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, Young and Big, um, at Young and Big on both of those social media websites. But today, we're going to be talking about kind of the consumerism that is in the church. Yeah, we all buy stuff. Did you know we buy more stuff at church? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. We love our Jesus swag, don't we? We do. We do. I, I have in my library mm-hmm. right now, I have probably like... 10 books that I bought because our church was talking about them mm-hmm. or the church I was at was talking about them. How many have you read? I read, Oh, I read them all. Oh yeah. Bravo. Bravo. I, when I buy it, I read it, but I buy like four or five at a time and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I get overwhelmed. So some of them I didn't, re- I bought them like five or six years ago. Mm. I just read them like two months ago. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So they're not really those. I, I just read Velvet Elvis for the first time. Whoa. And I was like, why would anybody kick him out of the church? And then I was like, oh, I understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could see in there there's some things that people were getting nervous yeah, was, about. But it made sense when you read it. Yeah. You meet, it made sense when you read it. Uh, so my yeah. my goal today is to talk about two things. One, we need better Christian merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I almost bought a, a Virginity Rock shirt at a, at a Jesus convention in Orlando. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. You dodged a big bullet, bro. Mm, I still might buy it. <laughs> All right, yeah, whatever. It sounds cool. It, it might. It funny. might. I hope it looks cool. That's it. Does it looks like a wrestling T-shirt? Like, like. Uh... You hear that? Yeah, someone's. Someone's yelling outside of our studio pretty aggressively. That's crazy. Um, so, a lot of the merch that I see, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. It's coming out of some churches that are selling merch. You were telling me Bethel's got some sweet Bethel has swag. Some like, yeah, like Yeezus shirts, dude. Like Kanye West shirts. That's cool. Yeah, they I mean they're they're pretty cool. They have that. They have like like the Hebrew on the down the arms and on the back. Okay, it that sounds tight. really cool. It looks pretty cool. I like Fresh Life. They have some pretty cool swag. I've actually never looked at that stuff. Um they also uh, Elevation apparently has really cool swag all of the time. It's not really my style. Elevation does. Yeah, but I think they're making swag that is kind of good for the masses. I'm 
what we're talking about, Christian merchandise that we don't like is like the remixes of the logos. Like when they throw Jesus Christ in the Sprite logo and say he is the refresher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I've seen seen, seen some for like Budweiser and stuff. What was the one with Budweiser like? Dude, I'll have to find it real quick. I don't know if I can. It was just like. Oh, man. They're so bad. Crack, like, it was like crack the cold one with Jesus or something. <laughs> I don't know. I might be making that up. There is a uh, Reese's peanut butter shirt <laughs> that says, uh, oh, wait. Oh, come on. Jesus. He's the king of kings. Sweet savior. That sucks. Sweet savior Jesus. That sucks. <laughs> and so I, I personally, I just think we need to stop with that knockoff swag and just make some really good original creative stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know what? This doesn't have anything new we're talking about, but uh, have you heard of Jerry Lawrence? No. Who's that? He makes the fear of God clothing. Oh, you bring his name up, but I know fear of God. Fear. Yeah. Fog. Dude, so uh, yeah. Fuck. I was, um, I was just like searching the web through all their stuff. Yeah. And like checking out his brand or whatever. Okay. So on his Instagram, it says like what Joshua's one nine, one eight. No, no, no. Like it's like a, it's like a Bible act, verse. Like, yeah, it's like not just like a stereotypical Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It's well, like, Joshua one nine and eight. No, no, no. I'll tell you. Dude, one eight and nine. To, dude, I'm about to tell you. Jerry all right, well, tell me. Joshua ten. Oh, 24 hey. twenty five. He read more than the first chapter. He read more than the first chapter. But uh, I was watching. Um, like a video he did one Carl Lentz like interviewed him at a conference. Oh yeah. That was kind of Hillsong conference. I think a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 And, um, like the merch that he's making isn't, is not Christian merchandise. He no. says that right up front. He's like, it's not Christian merchandise. No, but he found an area where he can be evangel like evangelize. Yeah. And, and I'm like, that's kind of tight. His, and yeah. I'd buy his clothing if I had $1,000. I'd say behind Yeezy, he's probably one of the top brands that release, like, clothes, and it sells out. Yeah. Because, like, like, PacSun freaks out when Fear of God stuff comes out. And, like, PacSun's a secular company that is all over the nation and world, maybe? I don't know if they're... Yeah, they're they're pretty big. They're out of... Yeah. Out of the States. But we went to, like... So, PacSun has, like, their knockoff stuff. Mm -hmm. We went to Barney's in San Francisco to go check it out. Don't know why we went to Barney's in San Francisco, but it was a store there, so we checked it out. And we walked in, and I'm like, do you guys have any fear of God? Like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to see it. Yeah. See what all the hype was about. He's like, yeah, we have one shirt left. Yeah, they it sells out. One shirt. People line up like they do for like Apple products. Like they line up out front of, of PacSun for fear of God releases. I don't know, maybe I'll become a mega church pastor and just email him. Hey, hey Jerry, would you hook me up with some swag, bro? Sup, dude. So I think Christian merch needs to get better. Like fear of God. Like fear of God. That's what I was leading to. Less less Sprite, Coke, candy remixes throwing Jesus' name on it because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I just don't think people res- respect that. Don't. They don't. They don't. They I think don't only even... Christians think that's clever. Yeah, it's like the American flag eagle shirt. No one no one really cares. No one really wants to see it, but they know they make yeah. them. And, like, you don't really want someone to salute your American flag eagle shirt. You just want them to respect it. Yeah, and you and you want to be taken seriously as a – no, I'm serious. Like, yeah. Like, a lot of what we had talked about, like, we talked about it a couple weeks ago 
about how I felt like I, the need to dress up to go to church. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily oh, like right or wrong, mm-hmm. but you you have this like level of respect for yourself. Yeah. You know, and you if you're wearing a banner that says, you know, that you believe in a certain thing even though you shouldn't have to wear something to tell people that you believe in something. Yeah. You want it to look nice. Yes. You, know, you don't want it to look like like you got it at a at a Dollar General or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And here's the thing, though, guys. This is a style thing. So if that's your style, that's your style. Yeah, I'm We're wearing not... a bomber jacket. It's 95 degrees outside right now. So. Yeah, and he looks amazing. Thank you. But we're we're not trying to hate on you if you've bought any of that stuff before. We just don't personally think it's uh, super awesome. We think there's better ways to, to make Christian clothing. There is. There is. And so the other half of the conversation today is going to be kind of floating around this, this weird thought that I've been having and that we were discussing, just kind of how money kind of steers the ship. Yeah. And so a few weeks ago we talked about music and the way that, you know, artists aren't able to be fully transparent and share everything. Oh, you're talking about the Christian worship music episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So back, kind of pointing back to that episode, we were talking about how sometimes people can't be fully who they are in yeah. their music because of pushback and not being able to sell the album and blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking about how some pastors do that because I think in the past few weeks, there's a, a well-known pastor. He's older now. He's about to retire. Eugene... Peterson, he you, wrote the message. Yeah, he wrote the message. I have. Yeah, he did that paraphrased translation of the Bible, which is it's a really solid Bible, and it came out like years ago. Bro, I re- I if I'm not reading like out of my NASB, I just want to read something real quick. I'll read my message. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's solid, and it really helps you get the the heart behind some really awesome, powerful scriptures. Um, but a few weeks ago, he was interviewed. And came out saying that he would do a, a gay wedding if he was asked. Yeah. And then within 24 hours, I think it was, Lifeway was ready to pull his book, all of his other books, and the Message Bible that mm-hmm. he has in their stores. They were about to not sell any of his books anymore. Wow. And I think within 24 hours of that statement, Eugene Peterson reversed what he said and yeah. kind of took back his statements. Was, and that on, so, was it on Twitter that he said that? It was on Twitter. I think they just did blog posts or however they Man, make official statements. But more than the topic, because that's a whole other episode for mm-hmm. a whole other time. Um, but it seems as though a lot of ministry, whether it's music or preaching or books or whatever, a lot of ministry seems to be focused around what is palatable to the masses and what will yeah. sell or yeah, continue yeah. to sell. Yeah. And I know, um, so like I, I was just mentioning Rob Bell not too long ago mm-hmm. and he lost a lot of his, his sponsorship. He said something that was unpopular mm-hmm. and Lifeway dropped him and pretty much all of Everyone. evangelical Christian Christianity yeah. dropped him. And then, uh, Gunger said something like yep. that. And, Everybody was like, no, we don't, un- we can't contextualize that with our frame of reference. So we're going to completely yeah. say yeah. that you're a heretic. Yeah. When he, I, I can't, I cannot even remember what he said, but I still listen to Liturgist podcast, which is his podcast. I still listen to Gunger yeah. um, as a musician. And I'm like, 
where was the disconnect here? Is it because he said something unpopular? You're talking about um, Show Baraka. Mm-hmm. And, and his words. And he, and he yeah. said, yeah, he said something, and then Lifeway dropped him, too. Mm-hmm. So those are like a, I think it's a conspiracy with Lifeway, because they still carry Mark Driscoll. Well, but Lifeway, I mean, we might need to do a whole episode on Lifeway, because I got some beef with them. Well, that's, uh, oh, Cause I they're... gotta plug my sponsor real quick. Yes. Today's show is brought to you by Lifeway Church. Don't say something unpopular. <laughs> All right, let's go back to our episode. So, um, wait, Lifeway Media. Lifeway Media Group. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. Thank you. While I complain about the way you're operating, but it it just seems very funny to me that a lot of times what is is accepted by the masses who are going to pay money for mm. your books or CDs dictates what comes out oh, yeah, of their sure. of their heart and, and is shared with the public. And it really breaks my heart that Eugene Peterson may feel a certain way about a topic right. but can't say it because then his books will not be sold anymore and he won't be able to retire. Yeah. But we 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 also see that like currently, like with with without like the hype and everything, we see that in churches now. Yeah. Like in local churches. Oh yeah. Like I, I know that I can't say half of my views on stage because they'll I'd be either considered a heretic or uh, they wouldn't just believe what I had to say. Yeah. So I I think that that hurt is kind of universal. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's kind of weird how we let people other people dictate what we're going to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it's I feel like it's it's kind of wrong because people should be able to say what they really feel and think. And this is kind of like really heavy on my heart, but I think even pastors and and musicians and leaders in the church are feeling this struggle where they're not able to really go for it and say what they oh yeah they truly mean yeah you know or how they truly feel about certain things because they might not sell their CD or book anymore yeah and that's that bums me out because not only does the Christian culture need better material and swag and merchandise they need better books we need better clothes we need all these different things to get stronger and better we need better music but then again when people start like pressing and trying to expand the bubble Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or get out of the bubble and reach people who aren't in the bubble the bubble turns the back on them you know or or the bubble pops Mm. yeah Uh, well i think i think a lot of the problem that we're facing has to do with the fact that we're we're titling things as Christian, mm. and not as. That's huge. Um, uh, yeah, it is huge. Like, um, I we I just said it with uh, Jerry Laurens, but uh, it's currently it's Lecrae now. Yeah, where he's like, I'm a rapper, but I'm also a Christian. Yep. I'm not a Christian rapper. Mm-hmm. That my identity is already in Christ, so what I do is for His glory and for His kingdom. Yeah, so I shouldn't have to label. Yeah, myself as a Christian rapper, like I said, with Christian clothing. Yeah, if the outward appearance shouldn't shouldn't really dictate how much the inward appearance is, mm-hmm. you know. So like, I, I feel like there the disconnect, like especially in in evangelical America, you'll see that time and time again. Yep, that people won't buy something because it's labeled secular. Yeah, or it's a little bit outside of their comfort zone. Like, yeah. Um. I, I kind of grew up Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. So going to a charismatic Pentecostal church was completely out of my comfort zone. But I knew that my, that I was going to learn more from them 
mm. are going there. So I, I left the Southern Baptist Church to check out the Pentecostal Church, and I became an Assemblies of God pastor. Yeah. Because I wasn't afraid of different ideas. Different and... ideas. I mean, I ultimately kind of wasn't allowed at some Southern Baptist churches. Yeah. Because of hmm. me trying to push myself in the right direction. Like that. I mean, we saw that happen with Rob Bell. I'm seeing that happen with other Christian artists who are yeah local kind of yeah. It, it it's a it's a weird time to be uh, questioning things. Yeah, and I think ultimately it it bums me out because that transparency is so needed. Yeah, it you is. know, and that that exploration and diversity of our faith and like the expansion of of Christianity is is important. It's our mission. You know, we're supposed yeah. to be sharing it. And we continuously like wall ourselves off and bubble ourselves, put ourselves in bubbles where we're not even coming into contact with anything that's not Christian. Yeah, like and we and like in in Christian and uh, in church consumerism, rather, we uh, we always say things like we're counterculture or we're yeah. against the 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 flow. No, man, we should be the flow. Like we should be the culture. Yeah, and we should be able to expand our ideas and not be afraid of the, the like, yes, the talk back. This is the word I'm mm-hmm. looking for. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Not from the outward, mm-hmm. the, the like quote unquote secular world, but from the church world. Yep. I've seen more pushback from the church than I've seen from the secular world. Uh, nine times out of 10, it's usually the church is like, uh, I don't know if we can do that. Yeah. Or, it's crazy. I don't know if that shirt should have that much cleavage on there or <laughs> well, straight up. I mean, yeah. um, we're very judgmental towards yeah, everything. We can't, I can't, I can't walk into church wearing my boots sometimes because I know what other people are going to think because hmm. my boots are a little bit more expensive and people are like, man, he spent too much money on those boots. So yeah. these boots are going to last me 10 years. You're gonna buy another pair of shoes from Old Navy and contribute into uh, into the whole other issue. The whole other issue, you know, like mm. consumerism is is broad and it's a very very heavy topic. I think, yeah, for for the church because we don't want to talk about these things. We don't talk about we like, don't talk about money. Period. No, heck no, heck no. Except when we're tithing. Yeah, and then except even, when the money's coming in. Yeah. We don't and talk I, about how money goes out. Yeah, and I, I'm a, I tithe, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's biblical, but man, like I think the only person who ever talked about money and how to like manage money was uh, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, yeah. I almost said Gordon Ramsey, like the chef, because I'm so hungry. <laughs> Could you imagine if they had a show together, Dave and Gordon? That'd be so funny. <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be Dave Ramsey always telling Gordon Ramsey that he couldn't afford that meal. Yeah. Don't buy that meal. I can't afford it. I'll just go to McDonald's. Yeah. (laughs) She's Louise. But I think the thought that I'm having too with consumerism is kind of like how much, and we see this a lot, right? And I have mad respect for these guys like um, Mark Driscoll who wrote tons of books that really helped a lot of people. Levi Lusko's written some books. Stephen Furtick's written some books. Even like Chris Kane, Louis Giglio. Like there's a lot of pastors who have written written books and I have like the utmost respect for all of those people and the ministry that they've done and, and sure, the things sure. that they've accomplished um, but how much of 
what they're doing and saying, you know, is is shaped by what will sell. And I'm not saying they are, because I think right, those people right, are probably right. pioneers and they're pushing the envelope and they're going for it. Yeah, I'd say they're definitely like the head of the of the ship. So what you're saying? yeah, so I'm not trying to accuse them of being steered by money or any anything right. like that. Um, but I just think it's it's curious to think about because they kind of are the tip of the spear, if that makes sense. They're like you said, yeah, the tip yeah. of the ship, the point of the ship. And I think they're doing a really good job of being real and transparent and writing some raw stuff. But then, like things like Eugene Peterson happen, you know, right? And, and it's you go a unpopular, hmm. and yeah. you just kind of see both sides of it, and you get you start just thinking about it. And um, one thing that did come up with a lot of those those people, I know with Mark Driscoll, especially, there was a lot of confusion, and this is all between him, God, and the church. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'm not accusing anybody of right or wrong. I'm just sure. saying, I think the the conversation was worth having for them between Driscoll writing books like he is the head pastor or was excuse me he was the head pastor of Marcel Church mm-hmm. and when he wrote books where did that money go was that oh, money sure. going to him or was that money going to his church and I mean you could go all the way to like Francis Chan yeah yeah and his when he was the pastor of Simi Valley when he wrote Crazy Love which I don't even know the timetable maybe he wrote that before the yeah, church you know, was he, even there but no, I don't remember. If a if a person works at Disney, right? This mm-hmm. is the example I think of. Okay. You sign a contract like almost all of the artwork unless you can prove it was personally done somewhere else, you know what I mean? Like almost all the art that you do the time that you're working for Disney belongs to Disney. Right. So, if you and your friend drew a comic strip and it got really popular, like Disney owns the rights to that because you yeah. work at Disney. So, I don't think churches have even really begun to have that conversation, you know, because obviously when you're bringing right. a pastor in or a pastor is starting a church, like you're not making a contract about your future book deals. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a uh, afterthought. Yeah. And so like guys like Stephen Furtick, guys like Levi Lesko, Mark Driscoll back in the day, like they've written books and been they're really successful books you mm-hmm. know and they've done book tours and all these different things and and so the question with driscoll back in the day was like the church kind of paid you while you were writing that book right now you're making a lot of money from that book so where you know and and that's right, right. between them and god and everything but it's just interesting the the depth to this conversation, how deep this conversation can go. Yeah. I never even thought about it like that. Like, mm-hmm. cause I knew, um, I knew it like, cause I go to the passion conference every year pretty much. Yeah. And I knew almost every year pastor Louie had a new book. Yeah. And so I was like, I never even thought about where that money was going. Cause I'm looking at this conference and thinking this is where the money's going. Yeah. And, or I mean, I still don't know. I don't have perspective in his life. I'm not, a part of his yeah. career or whatever. Um, with Stephen Frednick, we're just looking at uh, the the Babylon Bee, my, probably my favorite. Yeah, it's the best. My favorite, uh, like, fake news source. Post so something funny. about Yeah, they post something about, about uh, Stephen Frednick. And, like, Stephen Frednick had to go online yeah. and, like, made a statement or whatever. I don't care, man. Like, yeah. it, he knew it was a joke, too. So he, was, like, he wasn't pissed off about it. Yeah. But the thread was insane on the because people believed it. 
Well, I mean, yeah, people were, were losing their mind over it. It basically said Stephen Furtick signed a, a hundred million dollar contract or something like yeah, that yeah. to go work at Lakewood Church with Joel Osteen. Yeah. Like to be a pastor out there. Yeah. Like, like he, like pastors are being traded like NBA or yeah, NFL yeah. stars, you know? Yeah. And uh, the thread kind of w- is where I'm, is where I'm leading to with my point. Like it evolved to like, well, how much money is he making? Yeah. And then uh, like people from staff on Elevation were like, Pastor makes all of his money with his book sales. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I never even thought about that. Like yeah. he's he's making most of his money, most of his livelihood yeah. off of books, but the popularity is coming from the fact that he's a pastor, pastor. of one of the long, largest churches in America right now. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. fine with me. But back in the day when Driscoll was doing all this stuff, um, it was kind of unheard of for a pastor to make this much money. Yeah. And well, the original OG pastor OG. who made some money, like bank, is Rick Warren. Rick Warren. And I watched a teaching um, where he was being interviewed and kind of sharing his heart, which was actually uh, the well, Resurgence I, Conference. I love Rick Warren. With so Mark Driscoll. On. So Rick Warren... He literally said, you know, he asked this question to the audience and it was like crazy because I was just like, what are you, where are you going with this? He mm-hmm. said, what do you think or why do you think God allowed me to write the all time best selling hardcover and softcover book besides the Bible? Like he, Purpose Driven Life is mm-hmm. one of the top selling books ever. Yeah. And he said, why do you think God let me do that? And he's like, because God knew that I'd be generous with it. Oh, tight. And so one time he, he gave the story of how he was interviewed and somebody asked him that question, the same question we're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. you're making all this money and you're a pastor, blah, blah, blah. Like, what about your church? Do they get any of that money? And he said, actually, I've been serving my church for free for 30 years. Because when he made all that money off the book, he paid his church back every sal- every dime he ever got from salary from the church. Wow. So for however long, like 15, 20 years, however long he was working at the church before he wrote that book after he made enough money from the book, he paid the church back fully. Wow. So technically he can tell people like he's never made money working at his church, being a pastor at his church. And I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. Do I think that is a goal that people should have? Yeah. Do I think that's the standard? No, that's between the person that's between Levi. That's between Steven. That's between, uh, Louie and Francis and, and Mark Driscoll, that's between them and God yeah. and them and their church. Yeah. And I just think it's interesting, though, talking about consumerism and money and all these different things, just like it's a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also like, you know, God knows who he's going to give that blessing to because it's a blessing yeah. to have, like, the stories and the capacity to write those those books that have helped people like Stephen Furtick has great books. Mark Driscoll has great books. Like Levi Lesko has like one of the most heart wrenching stories and nobody would want to say like, Oh, I would love to write a book like that. You know, having to lose a daughter in order to go through that pain to write a book about it, which is actually giving so many people hope, you know what I mean? And, and, and healing like that is all between them and God. But I just, I just wanted to bring that up as a, as a part of this conversation because It's it's tied in there, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I um. I love one. I love Rick Warren. He's he's amazing. I do, and um, 
I think it's an incredible thing for him to be able to not accept the salary from his church. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, money's tough, bro. And uh, I know as as pastors, you know, we don't make a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, like, I haven't, I mean, I'm not working at a church anymore. I wasn't making a whole lot when I was working at a church. Yeah. And uh, I think it's okay for people to, to do that. I think it's okay that um, that Rick Warren kind of opened that door yeah. for people. And it's true, man. Like, it, it kind of gives a, a different perspective for pastors. Yeah. Or for people looking at pastors. They're, yeah. Because you know? we see them on stage, and they're wearing the cool clothes, and they're speaking, and they're speaking to, like, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, Levi Lusco, he lost a daughter. Yeah. You know, it, that was a hard thing for him to go through, and he was super transparent about it. Yep. Um, and I, I kind of give it to Rob Bell a little bit, him publishing his doubt to like say, Hey, I can't be the only one who's thinking like this. Yeah. And I mean, his book sold tons of copies. Yeah. And like, and we know about Rob Bell. Cause like, I mean, some of those copies are probably like charred crisps now because mm-hmm. people, people are crazy. They, they don't like understand like, books. yeah, you can buy, I can buy a book and burn it. That person's still getting that money for the book. Yeah. It's like burning an NFL jersey. What? Just uh, kidding. So uh, that's a different topic for a different episode. But thank you guys, you know, like for listening to this. You know, we just have thoughts, you know, and we want to be able to share them with you. And I think this is a interesting thing to think about. And we're not trying to say what's right or wrong uh-huh. and not set a bar or standard. But I think there are things that we should just be thinking about. Yeah. One, Christian merch needs to get better. So 100%. clothing designers, people, designer, whoever you are, if you're creative and you're making clothes, writing books, designing graphics, all that stuff, we need to like continue to sharpen and get better and not be so cheesy. Yeah. And we need to be transparent regardless of the money. We need to be yeah. true to who God has made us regardless yeah. of the paycheck. Yeah. We have to, um, we're, we are not what our money says we are. Mm. We are what God says we are. And uh, like just to say what you, to re-echo what you said, uh, or to echo what you said. Echo. Echo. Um, the uncreated God has created us to create. Whoa. Like, I, I firmly believe that everybody on earth, everybody, yeah, no, everybody on earth mm-hmm. has that one thing in common. Hmm that they were created to create, whether it be some type of literature, mm-hmm. clothing, music, art, whatever it is, food, yeah. whatever it is, God has purposed you on earth to do those things. Yeah. And I, the church needs it, but the world needs it more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the church needs cool, uh, like backdrops. The church needs, yeah, better music to listen to, but the world needs to hear this stuff too. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And I, I believe that. I mean, I I get to run into incredibly talented kids all day at my coffee shop I work at, and I I get to experience their creativity, and I know for a fact that there are people in the church that are just a little bit afraid to be more creative, and if you're listening to this, and you want to push your creativity man just do it 
Like, yeah. what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I mean, that's why we're Nothing. doing this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the Bible says a lot of things about doing things with excellence unto the Lord. Mm. And I think that's really, really important for us to do, you know, in our lives. And yeah. uh, Colossians three twenty three says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So we need to continue to remember yeah. that God has called us to serve him and do what he's called us to do and not so much what the paycheck wants us to do or what people say we should do. Um, and I don't really like that translation, so I'm going to read it in NLT. It says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. So just That's good. keep that in mind as you create, as you go for it, as you do the things that God is giving to you, putting on your heart, allowing you to do, like, just go after it, but do it for the Lord, not yeah. for money or people, people's approval or any of that stuff. Like, we would still be recording if if nobody listened, yeah. but we are so thankful that this resonates with people and that you guys are listening to it. Yeah, and I, um, it's in the same chapter, and it's my favorite scripture in the world, Colossians one twenty seven. Mm-hmm. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm. Like this is, I know because we have, we have people that don't necessarily believe in church, listen yeah. to our podcast or don't believe in God, listen to our podcast. Yeah. But I, and I'm encouraging the same way I'm encouraging people that do believe in, in yeah. Christ because we're created in the image of the uncreated God. That kind of blows my mind. Love it and he's placed Christ in you, you have the ability to change your atmosphere. You have the ability to bring something new mm. to a world that's kind of going bland sometimes. Wow. Or, or a culture, a Christian culture that's gone, it's gone gray a little bit, man. Like, there's no more color. Like, I haven't what? seen, I don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I haven't seen something new in church that's like, whoa, I can't believe they're pressing the technology on this. Or, yeah. I can't believe they let this artist do this. We have the ability, mm. and God's told us to do it. Yeah. Anyway, back to buying stuff. Buy good stuff. Don't buy bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Just right. thank you guys so much for, for listening. I'm Gerald. I'm Justin. Uh, we're Young and Big. Uh, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at youngandbig.com is what I want to say. But it's I just say dot com at so bad. Young and Big. Um, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. All right. God bless.